Come on, side, 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 side. side. What up, y'all? Said lover. Once again, it's time for another Come On Son part of the summer series. And this joint is brought to you by Complex Con. Complex Con is coming to Chicago. I'm giving away uh, tickets to Complex Con. All you have to do is uh, hit me up with an email. Come on, son, the podcast at gmail.com. Come on, son, the podcast at gmail.com. Hold on, y'all. Let me, let me, uh, y'all just stay with me for a minute. Let me get my shit together. I ain't right over here. And uh, I don't mind telling y'all I ain't right over here. When I get right, then we're going to start this whole shit. I don't know why I didn't get right before I did this, but... Okay, I think I'm right now. Let me pull this table just a, a little bit closer. And I think I'm right. Okay, I'm right. Come on, son, the podcast at gmail.com. Tell me why you think you should get tickets to Complex Con. I'll pick somebody, and uh, you're going to win. Like this person, Johan Yogi Terrell. So I deserve those passes because I've been rocking with Ed Lover. That's me, y'all. Ever since Yo MTV raps. On top of that, we're building one of the biggest fashion districts in the Midwest, combining technology, manufacturing, and an ecosystem for fashion designers. These paths will help me learn more and bring that knowledge back to our team to help inform them of what we are bringing to the Midwest. Big shout out to Johan Yogi Terrell. I'm all about that. Congratulations, bro. You just won yourself some passes to ComplexCon. Congratulations. Now, Johan Yogi Terrell. That means you listen to the goddamn, oh, drop that. You listen to the goddamn podcast, and I appreciate that. And all you had to do was listen to win. And I still got passes to Complex Con here in Chicago, and you can win too. Come on, son, the podcast at gmail.com. Tell me why you think you should come to Complex Con. Simple, plain, I ain't got to mail them, none of that. I'll make sure you get your tickets, okay? You will be at Complex Con. It's going to be huge. It's coming to Chicago. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Matter of fact, July 7th, they're having like a pre-thing, and I just got invited to it. So thanks, um, Complex Con, for the invitation. Now, let's get to today's podcast, shall we? Today's podcast is all about pride. All about pride. And why I was inspired is because the Pride Parade and Pride Weekend was this weekend that just passed here in Chicago and was in New York. New York had like, Three, four million people at their parade. Chicago's the third largest city. Can't handle that many. But there was still a lot. And it was Pride Weekend. And when I started thinking about pride, there's a lot of reasons to be proud. Like, I'm a very proud person. I'm proud of my kids. I'm proud of Zaya in college. I'm proud of Summer in college. I'm proud of Jasmine going for her master's. I'm proud of Tiffany as a mom working hard, raising a son by herself because her baby father ain't shit. I'm proud of Shani doing her thing, working mom, two kids, getting nothing from either baby father. They ain't shit. They have no pride. They have no pride. They have no pride in themselves, the sexuality as a man. Because if you have pride in yourself as a man, proud of your sexuality, you were absolutely Without the shadow of a doubt, take care of your kids. Absolutely. When 
Zaire and Summer's mom and I got divorced. According to what I was making, I was paying $6,000 a month in child support. Killed me. But I made a lot of money. But it still killed me not to have control over my expenditures in that manner. Like, I had to shell out $6,000 a month. Um, we're not at six grand a month anymore. It's dwindled a lot since then. And I just got a nice note for her. I just paid my child support yesterday to her from the last one, Summer. Summer's still in college. So as long as she's in college, she's about to be, she's 20 now. So next year when she turns 21, I'm done with child support. But that's just the rules of New Jersey. And I got a very nice note from her after 20 years. She texted me and said, I'm glad our family is, is on track and we're not arguing and fussing. And if there's anything you ever need from me, let me know. And I thought that was extremely nice of her because we've been through our battles but my pride would not allow me not to take care of my children now i'm gonna give y'all a little background on me i had tiffany tiffany was born when i right after i turned 20 years old her mother can tell you she's never had a problem getting child support out of me same thing with chanel now i wasn't with them in the greatest sense of we were a couple Tiffany's mom and I were not really a couple. We were just doing a thing. You know what I mean? Um, Chanel mother and I, same thing, a little bit different in the uh, relationship. I mean, she ended up getting married, and there was some complications there as to the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The paternity of Chanel. Um Chanel's my daughter, but she can also tell you once we cleared the air on everything, she's never had a problem with me physically, mentally, socially taking care of Chanel. Jasmine has been my daughter since she was eight, since I started, when I really first started talking to her mom before we got married. Jasmine was, is, always will be not a stepchild to me, but my child. And she's always been well taken care of. Zayan Summer are younger. I was married to their mom for a little bit. And uh, their mom, as per her note she just sent me today, never had a problem getting paid child support, helping out, picking up from school, going to plays, going to school night, open school nights, doing whatever I had to do to make sure that they were well taken care of. To this day, they're still well taken care of. I mean, my son is in college. I pay his rent. He's well taken care of. I don't have to legally do anything for my son. My pride as a man will not allow me not to. That's part of being proud. That's just as proud as, as anybody who's coming out about their sexuality. Now, little Nas X just came out. You know little Nas X, y'all. Y'all know... Old Town Road, y'all know the song, big hit record. He just came out and said, hey, I'm gay. And uh, the girls at my job, Krista, Angie, Jen BT, could not believe that little Nas X was gay. I said, you could have looked at his uh, whole background, it'll probably give you a hint. I mean, it wasn't he wasn't doing the most manly things, like, you know, he was the president of the Nicki Minaj fan club. That should have gave you a hint right there. He had all kind of rainbow colors 
on the front of his album. Pretty much should have gave you a hint. He's proud. He came out. He's gay. That's fine. That is fine. Matter of fact, I hooked up here in Chicago with my homegirl Shay and my homegirl Toby. They gave a party the other night. Shay does a lot of uh, parties for uh, lesbians. And uh, she invited me. And I got I came, but I got there a little bit too late because I was hanging out somewhere else. But those are my girls. And they're openly gay. And that's fine, too. And I'm with anybody being whatever you want to be sexually and having pride in it. That goes for anybody, whether you homosexual, lesbian, straight, you know, gay, queer. I don't know what all that is. Transgender. I don't care, man. That's your thing. That's your thing. Here's my thing. Okay. Don't support it falsely. Be proud of who you are. If you are, if you heterosexual and you don't feel like that's the way you want to be, then that's cool. If you're homosexual and you feel like that's the way you want to be, that's cool. But it bothers me when these companies step in and all of a sudden they down with the LGBTQ community, but they don't show that in their hiring practices. Oh, they want to support the civil rights movement and the right to, and the Black Lives Matter movement when it's convenient for them, when it's a big parade and there's some shit going on that's on the public stage, they want to support it. But really they don't because there's really no diversity within their company at all. So they, they proud the front to try to get your dollars. But on the real side of shit, they're not with it at all. That's fake. That's not being real with your shit. That's being fake because you go and you look in a company and the company has no diversity at all. It has no queer people, has no gay people really. It's just run by straight white men and white women, right? But when it's time for the Pride Parade to come around, or we support Black Lives Matter movement, but you're not supporting us in the real way. That's crazy to me. That's just showing that you have no real pride in your company. You only have pride when it's pride weekend. It's only one weekend out of many weekends in the year. When it's Black History Month, you support Black History Month, but there's really no black people in any position of power working within your organization. And if there is, it's one. You don't know how many times, y'all, that I move around the city of Chicago and I see all of these people coming out of a certain office or a certain business or I walk by and I can look right into the office, right into the office, and I see one black person. That's not true diversity. That's not true diversity. That's not being proud of everybody being equal. That's not, it's none of that shit. That shit is all bullshit, y'all. It's nothing, you know, if you want to be proud, be proud 100% all the time. Be real. Like, I'm proud I'm a Christian. I will big up Jesus all the time. I big up my Lord and Savior all the time. I big up God all the time. Not just sometimes when it's convenient or it's on a 
higher stage. I'm not going to wait till I get an award to say thank you, God. I say thank you, God, every moment, every day, every time I wake up, every time I get ready to eat. No matter what I do, I thank God and I thank Jesus for my very existence, for me being able to wash my face, for me being able to see. I am proud of being a Christian man. I am proud to attend my church. New Beginners Church of Chicago, by the way, 62nd and King Drive. I'm proud of my children. I'm proud to be a father. I'm not an absentee father. I'm proud. I'm proud to be somebody that people will listen to their podcast and then come back and tell me about it. I'm proud of that. I'm proud of my brothers and sisters. I'm proud of my children. I'm proud of my friends. That's real pride. I'm proud right now that the Yankees are in first place. Know what I'm not proud of? I am not proud that I am a fan of the New York Knickerbockers. I cannot believe one of the biggest free agency classes that have ever come out of professional basketball, and I'm talking NBA real quick, y'all. Okay? I cannot believe that the Knicks did not get anybody. And Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard's out there, Kyrie Irving's out there, Kemba Walker's out there. If you follow sports and you follow the NBA, cool. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't, you don't like basketball, bear with me briefly while I get this off my chest. James Dolan, the owner of the New York Knicks, is the problem with the New York Knicks. Kevin Durant tore his Achilles. He's going to be out for some time. So all the speculations of what kind of basketball player he's going to be when he comes back. Will he be the same? The only player to ever bounce back and average more than he did after a torn Achilles is Dominique Wilkins back in the 90s or blah, 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 blah. Kevin Durant is probably one of the top two or three basketball players in the world. I'm counting Kawhi Leonard. I'm counting LeBron James, and I'm counting Kevin Durant. Top three. Okay? If Kevin Durant comes back and makes it back to 80%, 80% of Kevin Durant is still better than 90% of the players in the NBA. And you ain't want to give him a max contract and let him go to Brooklyn, to the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets used to be the New York Nets back in the days. They played out in Long Island, New York. Then they became the New Jersey Nets. They played in New Jersey. Now they're the Brooklyn Nets. They play in Brooklyn, New York. So they are back to being the New York Nets again. Dr. J used to play for the New York Nets. They're back to being the New York Nets. Again, they're playing in Brooklyn. So you're in constant battle with something that is less than 20 minutes away from Master Square Garden where the New York Knicks are. The New York Knicks have always been a storied franchise. There's always been New York's basketball team. And the reason why this is important is because the NBA is far better when there's winning teams in New York and Los Angeles. I know wherever you live, you're going to hate, you hate me for saying that. I know you do. But it's factual. If a New York team is in the playoffs, if the Lakers are in the playoffs, and the Knicks are in the playoffs, the NBA makes crazy money from television. You know why? Because it's the number one and number two market in the country. That's why it's important for LeBron James to be a Laker. Because LA is the number two city in the United States of America. The number one city, New York City. So if LA is good and New York is good, the ratings are up. 
Now, I went on my Instagram, follow me at Ed Lover, on Twitter at Mr. Ed Lover. I went on my IGTV and said, if the Knicks don't draft R.J. Barrett with the third pick, I was giving up on him until Dolan sold the team. They did the right thing. Free agency comes around. I'm cool with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving just not wanting to come and play with the New York Knicks because of the reputation of the owner. I'm cool with that. I still say James Dolan needs to sell the team because they need to get their reputation back. But what I'm not cool with is you're not thinking that Kevin Durant is going to be good enough for a max contract when he comes back off of this injury. That's just stupid. And stupidity is something that the Knicks have been known for for the longest period of time. And they're still known for being a dismal, inept basketball organization. I'm not proud to be a New York Knicks fan right now. How many more years of mediocrity are we going to have to deal with until we can at least start making the playoffs on a regular basis? I'm not saying that we're the one the first year if we'd have picked up Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant or Kimber Walker and Kevin Durant. I'm not saying we'd have won the first year, but I guarantee you by the second year when Kevin Durant came back with Kyrie Irving or Kimber Walker, Kevin Durant, R.J. Barrett, Dennis Knox, and them young boys we got, we'd have been in the playoffs. And we probably could have made a run for Eastern Conference Championship a few times. We haven't been Eastern Conference Champions since Patrick Ewan played on the team. That's well over 25 years ago. Since Mark Jackson was our starting point guard, Doc Rivers was on that team. It's not good for the NBA. NBA, can you do something and get rid of James Dolan? Because it's good for you if the New York Knicks and the Los Angeles Lakers are both really, really good at the same time. It's good for the league. It's good for the league. And it's going to be good for the league anyway because Brooklyn is going to be real good. It's not going to be the Knicks, not the storied franchise. It's going to be the Nets. And it's still New York. I'm not proud to be a New York Knicks super fan at all, but I'm proud that the Nets made some moves. It's about pride, man. That's what, that's what your team winning is all about. It's about your pride. Pride for your city, man. That's what it's about. When the Red Sox win baseball championships, proud. they Boston. Boston is proud. Boston's strong. They proud. When the Warriors win, proud. You saw Toronto. It's the first championship Toronto has ever, ever, ever had. Pride in the city of Toronto. Pride in the state. The state. Pride in the country of Canada. That pride spread all through that entire country. Are you telling me that we're going to let Toronto be better than New York City? Biggest city in the United States. We're going to let fucking Toronto, Canada be better than us. Yankees in first place right now. Let's go Yankees. It's about pride, man. This whole shit about, is about pride. That's it. That's it. That's what this country is running on right now. Pride. It's white man pride, but it's still pride. United States shouldn't be proud right now. Trying to pull one over our eyes, y'all. Talking about that drone that Iran shot down 
one post was wasn't in restricted airspace. Come on, y'all, it was. First of all, when we think drone, what do we think? We think little ass. Go to Best Buy, get your drone, the little remote control, right? Right, that's what we think. This was a military drone, y'all. This shit fucked me up. The drone was bigger than the 737 aircraft. Google 737 right now. Google it. See how big a 737 was. With a full cargo bay on it. It's a drone. This is not some... This is not something that they were flying. There was no pilot on this motherfucker. That's why there was no casualties. It was being flown from somewhere in the United States of America over Iran. Fully militarily equipped. Y'all know what I mean. I'm going to say it again. Fully militarily equipped, ladies and gents. Fully militarily equipped. Iran knew what they was doing. That means we could have popped off on them anytime we got ready. It wasn't no baby drone. This wasn't no Best Buy, Amazon.com drone. This wasn't no Walmart drone. Big as a 737. And they could fly it from wherever they were over Iran. You think we good? Shit. Y'all think we good? Talking that revolutionary shit. They got drones. It's not even meant. Look. It's not being flown by a human. The future of air travel is somebody sitting somewhere flying you somewhere in a drone with no pilot on board. No pot. If you want a meal, you get up, you get the meal out of wherever. Sit down, use the microwave on board, eat your meal till you get to where you want, and they land you safely. And they make announcements over the airways of a drone. The drone, the drone travel is gonna be like getting on the bus. It's gonna be like, especially small city to city type of shit. Especially that. If they make a cause that drive themselves, what makes you think you won't be able to get on a drone and go from, say, Detroit to Chicago real quick? Or from Buffalo, New York to New York City? Or from downtown Los Angeles out into Orange County or wherever you live at? What makes you think that's not coming? If they're making cars right now that can drive themselves, they got Teslas and shit that can drive themselves, what makes you think you won't be able to go to the drone port real quick and get a drone and see other drones in the air? If they can take a drone from the United States, big as a 737, with no pilot on board and fly that bitch over Iran, your kids can take a drone to school. <laughs> school bus. The drone. The drone lands right on top of the school. Kids get out, come down the stairs, take the elevator, whatever. It's all good. At the drone port. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. That's not a proud moment to get caught with that secret shit. Let everybody know about it. It's not a proud moment. Not at all. Controversy surrounding Chris Brown. 
Chris Brown got a new album out called Indigo. Another one of his long-ass Chris Brown albums. I don't know why he figured we want to hear so many songs. But his fan base is there. I'm a casual fan of Chris Brown. I like Chris Brown. I think he's extremely talented. Uh, I'm a casual fan. I think he got the butts rolled over him when that shit happened with Rihanna. I really, really do. Because I got inside information from someone that was very, very close to the situation that told me Rihanna used to beat Chris's ass. That was just, I'm fed up with you hitting me. I'm hitting you back. Gone too far. Really good, good, good inside information on this, y'all. I wouldn't even be opening my mouth to say this. I know what I'm risking by saying I think he got a bad rap in that whole Rihanna situation, all right? He was painted as a monster, and that wasn't the real truth. But they held it back. And he bounced back, right? He bounced back from that. We all thought Chris Brown was over. He bounced back. Hell of a career so far. Kid, another kid on the way. But he caught some flack recently. Some comments that he made on the record. Caught some serious flack for comments that he made that black women lost their minds because he said, I only want to fuck the black bitches with the good hair. Oh, what is good hair? What does that mean? Blah, 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 blah. What's good hair? And then he said, no, he said, fine, black bitches with good hair. Then when he asked him for a comment, Chris Brown said only the ugly bitches is mad about that. Here's my point. Why y'all so comfortable with Chris Brown calling y'all bitches? You got no pride in yourselves? Back to that word again. Why are you arguing about good hair and bad hair and he said bitches. This is perplexing me to this day that you think you've taken the power of the word bitch back by calling yourselves bitches. I'm a bad bitch. I'm one of the baddest bitches out there. All the all your female rappers, mostly, or well, not all of them, most of them today call themselves a bitch one way or other. Cash Doll, Nicki Minaj, Megan Thee Stallion, City Girls, uh, whoever. Whoever, wifey, baby, whoever. You call yourselves bitches. Bitch, I'm a bitch. Uh, uh, Lizzo on BET. Got my results back from Ancestry.com. I'm 100% bad bitch. So now I'm understanding why when Chris Brown said, I only want to fuck fine black bitches with good hair, y'all went to the hair and not to the fact that he called you a bitch. Because you're comfortable calling yourself bitches. Black people get mad when white people call us nigga, but we we comfortable calling ourselves a nigga. Say it on the records all the time. We cool with it. Just just too comfortable. Why they keep giving me this? We we too comfortable. You know? I don't I don't think they will let me on Google. I'm on Google right now, y'all. Okay, trying to look up. All right. Here's the definition of bitch according to Marion Webster. The female of the dog or some other carnivorous mammal. Informal, often offense, offensive. A malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. 
informal, often offensive, a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. Informal, offensive, used as a generalized term of abuse and disparagement for a woman. Informal, something that is extremely difficult, objectionable, or unpleasant. Aspirin overdoses are a bitch to treat. July and August were always a bitch in the subway. Informal complaint. My biggest bitch with all of CBS's golf is there is no personalization. Bitch verb. Intransitive verb. Complain. Transitive verbs spoil, botch, bitched up their lives. Three, cheat, double cross. To complain of or about something. Bitch. So you 100% bitch. Which woman am I talking to that fits any of these definitions of the word? I'm a bad bitch. I'm a bad I'm a, I'm, I'm a bad bitch. So, I'm a spiteful, I'm a bad, malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. That's what you are? Are you worrying about the hair comment? With the good hair? Good hair can mean anything. You worried about the hair part of it, and you're not worried about being called a malicious, spiteful, or overbearing woman. You know, you 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 took your ancestry.com and you got your results back and you're a hundred percent bitch. Cause Merriam Webster dictionary and ain't no other dictionary that's saying anything positive about the word bitch. That's the thing that killed me. That you were all worried about the hair. You worried about what is Black bitches, fine black bitches, fine black spiteful malicious women with good hair. Y'all more worried about the good hair comment, the good hair line, than you were about being considered a spiteful or malicious objectionable woman. Unbelievable. Every time. Our sisters out here who are positive as hell make a march towards more positivity for the youngins that's coming up behind us. Every time there's women out here that drag it all the way back. Every single time. Every time we, as black people, make inroads into positivity, somebody comes out and drags this shit all the way back. For every Michelle Obama, we got the bad bitches. The bad, malicious, objectionable, and spiteful women. That's what y'all be want to be. That's what you want to be known as. But then you get mad when Chris Brown says, I only want to fuck bad black bitches with good hair. You're mad about that. Now, let's say that that was true. Let's just say that Chris Brown just want to fuck fine black women with straight hair. Suppose he said that nappy shit I don't like. Ah, Chris Brown ain't lifting up black women. That's fine. Chris Brown can't have a preference? Let's play the devil's advocate for a minute. Let's say that 
he absolutely believes that's what he meant was I only like black women with good straight hair. That ain't what he said, but suppose hypothetically that's what he meant and that's his preference. And he said it. Well, action speaks louder than words. Serena Williams is married to a white man. So does that mean that I'm supposed to not like Serena Williams because that's her preference? Lil Nas X is gay. Does that mean I can't enjoy Old Town Road because I'm heterosexual and he's homosexual? Eve is married to a white man. Should I say Eve is not down with me as a black man in America because she married a white man? If that's her preference? Suppose Eve only dated white men. Suppose Serena Williams, well, she was singing around with Common and Drake. You know, suppose they only dated white men, hypothetically speaking, and said, that's my preference. That's my preference. I'm only dating white men. I only like white men. So should I be down on my sister? And say Serena and Eve and other women don't support the black man, Kanye West, is married to an Armenian. They ain't nowhere near being black. I don't see y'all coming down on, on Kanye. I see y'all running to the store to buy every damn thing Kim Kardashian and her sisters put out. More so than you do another sister. Where's your pride? And you weren't about Chris Brown saying he only likes to fuck fine black bitches with good hair. That's what you worried about. You support the Kardashians more than you do your own people. They're not black. They're Armenian. They've built a billion dollar industry. One of them is actually a billionaire. I don't know which one because I really don't keep up with them like that. But my point is where, if you're mad at Chris Brown, where's your pride in yourself? For first, Chris calling you a bitches. I just explained to y'all what bitches mean. What's the definition of the word? Objectionable, malicious, spiteful woman, you're more worried about the hair part than you are about being called a bitch because y'all have turned around and call yourself black, bad, objectionable, malicious women. Call yourself that now. Chris Brown don't support because you feel like he don't want women fine black bitches with nappy hair. Suppose he said that. Would the women with bone straight hair feel a certain way about that? Hmm? Hmm? Are you, are you running to the whoever got the store? I don't care what their nationality is. It's not about nationality. Whoever got that store, are you running into that store buying bone straight weave and sewing it or gluing it into your scalp? And then complaining about Chris Brown's line. What are you trying to say? Krista Hayes, the producer of this podcast, wears her hair naturally. That's her preference. But don't get mad at Chris Brown for saying something about good hair when you should be proud of the hair that you have on your head and you not and don't front to me that it's just a style. It's a look. It's a style, 
but it says something about you when that's the only style that you can have, when you don't even let your own hair out because your idea of beauty is bone straight hair. The idea of beauty is not natural hair. Nah, when y'all going to an award show or you going to some party or you going to some Grammys, American Music Awards or BET Awards, you all got more hair glued or sewn into your head that it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But you mad at Chris Brown for saying something. What you took about being about hair, I took it as a disrespect for calling y'all black bitches in the first place and you accepting it. Where's your pride? Where is it? What happened to it? Or we could call, don't, don't tell me ladies, we can call ourselves bitches, but y'all can't call us bitches. I'm gonna call you what you identify with. So when you walk down the street and you got that shirt on, that t-shirt that says, bad bitch, don't be surprised when some man come up to you of any ethnicity and say, hey bitch, because that's what you call yourself. I promise you, man. It's twisted. It's twisted, I hit. Twisted. You can have any preference that you want. You can. But Chris Brown can't. This is beautiful. Lil Nas X just came out and said, My preference sexually is other men. That's fine. But if Chris Brown say my preference sexually is bad black bitches with good hair. You know, action speaks louder than words. Kanye chose Arminian. Straight hair, bone straight. Fake ass, fake tits, fake lips. He chose that. I had never, I had never seen Kanye West date a dark girl at all. Or for that, the... Caramel. It's always been light-skinned girls with him. That's his preference. But he can't say that's his preference, but he shows that's his preference. He show it. Travis Scott showed you his preference. Showed it to you. So if you can have a preference on which way you wear your hair, what kind of man you date, what color man you date, whether you date a woman or a man, whether you're bisexual or just straight all the way gay, whether you a stud or femme, then why can't Chris Brown have his preference? Why can't Ed Lover have his preference? You have your preference all the time. Apple Jacks or Fruit Loops. That's your preference. You like Apple Jacks better than Fruit Loops. Chicago pizza is better than New York pizza. That's your preference. But if a black man that's successful stand up and say, I just want to date fine black bitches with good hair, you get mad about the hair comment. Bugged out. Bugged out. You worry about what Chris Brown said. Meanwhile, your daughters are twerking on Instagram for followers. Where's your pride, man? Black people, where, where, where we at, man? Where we at? That's why this Nick shit hurt so much. It's the only pride I had left. 
This world is fucking bugged out. Bugged out. Sherry Shepard just came out. Y'all know Sherry Shepard from The View. Oh, Steve Harvey and da-da-da-da-da-da. Whoopi Goldberg and Barbara Walters told me not to marry my last husband. And I got mad at Niecy Nash because Niecy Nash introduced me to him. You married him? And now you just came out and said that you married him because you were lonely. Okay, so you made a knee-jerk joint, had a surrogate with him. You have no biological attachment to the surrogate. So when y'all got divorced and he sued you for custody, he could say, biologically, that's mine. It ain't hers. So he got the baby and you got to pay him child support. And you go on the D.L. Hughley show, big up the D.L. Hughley. And D.L. Hughley said he thought he was lame when he met him. And you mad. You mad. You should be mad at yourself. That's what you should be mad at. You married the motherfucker. Nobody twisted your arm, Sherry Shepard, and made you marry this man. They told you not to marry him. They looked at him. Some of them didn't come to your fucking wedding because you married this dude. Because they can look and see right through him. It's transparent to everybody but your lonely ass. At the time. Lesson learned, right? You and Niecy Nash. You was mad at Niecy Nash. Y'all weren't even talking. That was supposed to be your homegirl. Be mad at your homegirl because you picked the right wrong dude. Because you know what we see? We see the facade when we first get with somebody. You don't see the real them. You see the facade. My daughters got caught. Bum-ass baby fathers, both of them. They went for the facade. No matter what I said, no matter what I did, they went for the facade. If I had them in the room with me right now, they would, they would, they would give a warning out to any young girl out there. Don't go for the fucking facade. Know somebody before you marry them. Go through some shit with somebody before you marry them. Or have a child with them. You don't know people until you go through some shit. Don't know why they're going to react. We get the, It's the honeymoon phase. You went through the honeymoon phase. You was a little down on yourself. You was on the view. Everybody else had their shit going. Whoopi got her man. Whoopi smoked her weed. Barbara got her businesses and whatever she got. I don't know if she got a man or not. Joy Behar and all the rest of them got families and kids and all of that shit. You ain't, you wasn't in New York, manless. You bit at the first motherfucker that showed you some interest that Niecy Nash introduced you to. Maybe that motherfucker just wanted to marry up. Maybe he didn't have pride as a man. Maybe he just, he wanted to marry up. He saw that coming. He said, regardless, whatever comes out of this, I'm going to get a check. We get a check. Women do it all the time. What you mad at him for? Have some pride in yourself, baby. This whole podcast has been about nothing but pride. Take a long look in the mirror and be proud of who you are, folks. Stop fronting. Companies, stop fronting like you're really down with the LGBTQ community. Stop fronting like you're down with Black History Month when you don't have no diversity in your entire company. Stop fronting. Trump, stop fronting like you're the president of everybody. Just come out and say it. We respect you more. Ladies, 
Stop trying to have pride in what kind of hair you got compared to what kind of hair somebody else got. Stop calling yourselves bitches. I just told you what it meant. Leave fucking Chris Brown alone. Because if you can have your preference, if Lil Nas X can have his preference, if Eve can have her preference, Serena Williams have her preference, Kanye West got his preference, Ed Lover got his preference. That's what pride is all about. That's the whole pride weekend was all about. Their right to be proud of their sexual preference. Hello? Hello? Do you follow me? Cool. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. There is a new show coming on Comedy Central called Southside. It's about Southside Chicago. It's a comedy. And I'm appearing in one episode. I will keep you abreast as to when it's going to be airing on Comedy Central. But congratulations to the brothers. Two black men wrote it, produced it, directed it. Proud of you, gentlemen. Southside. It's funny. You're going to like it. The episode I did, actually, Earthquake is in the episode. Two, some really good actors and actresses in this episode of Southside. I think it premieres um, this month, um, July. And uh, hope y'all paid your bills first of the month. <laughs> As you know, I fucking hate paying bills, man. I'm proud that I make enough money to pay them, but I, I can't stand paying bills, man. Come on, son, son. So Complex Con is coming to Chicago. It's the first one that's going to be in Chicago. And once again, if you want to win tickets, you can win them right here with me on Come On Son, the podcast. Go to comeonsonthepodcast at gmail.com and tell me why you feel like you should be going to ComplexCon. And if I like your email, I'll give you two tickets, right? Thank you, Complex, once again, and ComplexCon for sponsoring my seven-part summer series. Got a lot of good guests coming up on this thing, so please stick around and listen to it every time we drop it. This has been Come On Son, the podcast. My name is Ed Lover. Y'all keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about that ass next week. Be good. If you can't be good, be careful. If you can't be careful, hit me at comeonsonthepodcast at gmail.com to get your tickets to ComplexCon. I'll talk to y'all next time. Be well. Come on, son. Fuck out of here with that bullshit. Peace out. This Ed Lover podcast is being done in conjunction with Cigars International. Make sure you check out cigarsinternational.com for all your cigar needs. This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast.